Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sunny. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Caleb. Hello. And of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So a huge thank you to, of course, we want to thank... My mind went very blank all of a sudden. ETB <laughs> Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Steel Fox Games in Shreveport, Louisiana. Of course, we want to thank Gem Accessories. And as always, if you would like to, you can check out our Dragon Shield affiliate link in the description down below. Now, with all of that said, also thank you to all of our patrons. But with yes. all that said, this episode is a very special thank you to all of our supporters, all of our listeners and everybody uh, because we have done something that i don't believe we ever truly considered doing this marks episode 200 <laughs> of the top cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast um we have been releasing twice weekly for at this point next week will mark two years that we've been going mm-hmm. and we've missed a couple episodes here and there it's not been very often like maybe a handful i think we've literally missed like maybe five episodes over the course of two years yeah a handful yeah literally yeah a handful so but to mark this special momentous occasion caleb you didn't know i was doing this we didn't discuss this prior but i got you some presents oh so i know that your favorite association with the Yu-Gi-Oh game Mm -hmm. is well the games Mm mm-hmm you know, I know you love the TCG, surely, and you have yeah. a relation to the show, but your favorite thing about Yu-Gi-Oh, to, in my head, has always been the video games. So part of that was because growing up, there was me, myself, and I who played the game. Sure. So the only way I ever got to actually play the game was the video games, which is sad because I played a lot of Dark Duel stories. Well, I remember your favorite as Duelist of the Roses. Oh, yeah. Like, when that came out, within 
so like when I got the game, it, it the summer had just started, and within two weeks, I had put like a hundred hours into the game. Right. Because I just intensely fell in love with Duels of the Roses. So with that said. I got you the promo cards for Duelist of the Roses. Bro. Now, they're not in very great shape because I acquired them all at the very last minute. Yeah. But a copy of Alpha, Beta, and Gamma, the Magnet Warriors in the beautiful uh, video game mm. secret rare foiling. That, That's so nice. Yeah. You can only... it's. I mean, you, you never see anything like that anymore. They. Oh, no. Like, the Prismatic Secret is a thing, but it's totally different. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because this... These aren't prismatic secrets. These are they're pris- video game promos. Yeah, like, they're prismatic prismatic secret. Right. There's no other way to describe that other than they are video game promos. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen them, hilariously, uh, well, we'll put some up on the screen right around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hilariously, do you know what happened to my copies of Alpha Beta and Gamma? Mm, no. They got left in my backpack, which was then. During, uh, I don't remember what we were doing. We were cleaning something. My backpack had to be put outside. Mm-hmm. And there was no rain in the forecast. Oh, but guess what, buddy? Oh, it poured enough to soak my backpack and ruin my alpha, beta, and gamma. Wow. That's it, unfortunate. Yeah. It also ruined my, Salama- my salamandra acid trap hole and... Oh Sir, gosh! Sir, yeah, the the, the Sirayu. and Sirayu that I got from Dark from a uh, Dark Duel stories, dude. Sirayu is one of the most beautiful cards never discussed in the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game. It has its own archetype now. Sure, but like, well, White Knights because it was White Knight Dragon, in, yeah, in Japanese to go with the, and over here it was Starry Knight, yeah. Uh, to go with the Black Knight Dragon, I believe is what it's called. Or yeah. Serpent Knight Dragon. Yeah, Serpent Knight. Yeah. Regardless, uh, this has been a heck of a journey. And I wouldn't have gotten here without you. So, I wanted to give you a little something to show you my appreciation. I so, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, with that said, thank you again to all of our sponsors, to all of our listeners, to all of our watchers, all of our supporters, patrons, everybody that's joined the Discord server, subscribed on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes, recommended us to your friends, all of that. We are still small. And part of me suspects that unless we branch out into a lot of different other things, we will always be rather small. But regardless... I believe that what we have is something very special. We have a very, very dedicated community, a very, um, a community that cares a lot about the podcast and uh, enjoys who we are as individuals, which I love a lot. So a huge shout out to all of you for making this what it is. So, well, uh, let's go ahead and get on into today's episode. So we have a couple of things Ooh. that we're going to do today. Uh, mainly what it is, is we are going to talk about the, um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the upcoming format. Yeah. Yes. But before we do, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Tyler from Tyler, the Great Warrior. So the sale has officially concluded on Tyler, mm-hmm. the Great Warrior, and it is 
without a doubt, the most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh card of all time. By a lot. Yes. So before we had seen Yu-Gi-Oh cards go somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, ten, fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars DDS, you know, gem mint 10 blue eyes going for in the 60s, 70s. The Mattel mm-hmm. action figure promo, Cyber Dragon going for a hundred. Mm-hmm. Tyler blows all that out the water. Oh yeah, Tyler the Great Warrior sold for three hundred and eleven thousand two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So a huge congratulations to Tyler. Um, I hope that the money go you know goes well to getting you to, um, getting you to where you want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, I know he probably won't ever hear this, but I really hope that Tyler enjoys this and uh, gets really what he wanted out of this. So yeah. I'm very happy for Tyler. I'm very I'm happy that he survived his crazy ordeal with cancer, and that uh, he'll always have these memories. So, well, like you said, let's go ahead and do a tier list. Heck yeah! So. Here we have the tier list for um, post-Cyberstorm access. Mm-hmm. Now, this tier list is pretty... It's not quite as... It's crazy because it feels like it's not quite as diverse as other tier lists that I've seen. But at the yeah. same time, it's got like 20 plus decks on it, which... That's fair. Every single one of these I look at and I'm like, yeah. That's a real deck. To be fair, I think that a lot of the other ones also would literally put every single archetype on there. Yeah, yeah. Including such archetypes as, uh, I don't know, ninjas, frogs. Still hey. have frogs on there. Hey, ninjas are a real deck that I almost lost to at, the, at a regional. Oh, no, no. I meant like ninjas like before their new stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it was like summon Han- like when it was like normal summon Hanzo, grab the... Uh, the one that lets you summon out Dark Samorks, summon Super Dark Super Transformation. Yeah. Then, like, you set uh, Anti-Spell Pass. Yeah. To Anti-Spell Dark Samork, lock your opponent, and that was all the deck did. So, let's start off, because we have a lot of archetypes to get to, yep. and not a lot of time to do it. So, we're only going to have a couple of minutes on each of these. All right. So, let's start off first with Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. We have Tier 0, 1, 1.52, Rogue, and a Funzies deck. Okay. With Labyrinth, as much as I love the deck, I think it's like middling tier two. Yeah, I also believe Labyrinth is a very tier two deck. However, there is a world where it could become 1.5. Yeah, I think at the beginning of formats, it's always going to be better than average. Yeah, and then as yeah. the format progresses, it'll get worse and worse because then people have figured out how to get around it. Um, at the m- to me, it's more that Labyrinth hits the newer decks harder. Because the play, the pilots haven't always figured out their decks. We'll have the same thing happen when we get later on in the list to something like Trap Tricks. It's yeah. the same general principle. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, its biggest uh, issue at the now is entirely the fact that the uh, Super Heavy Samurai deck can just summon Genzo. That's a problem. That's a problem. That is a problem. Uh, next, we have Punk. Oh, that's a... Uh, if you're talking about, like, that Punk... Well, the thing about punk is it's an engine, not a deck. So, like, there are really cool punk builds that the some are better than others. Uh, I would let's put it at 1.5 because some of them are like tier two, some of them are one. I would put it at two for what it's worth, personally, mm-hmm. 
because the pure punk decks that I've seen, or even the punk decks where the punk is the main engine and mm -hmm. you see it in conjunction with other things, to me, it's very much a a deck that's lacking representation. That's that's entirely fair. Are you cool with tier two? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, we'll do it in tier two. But let me tell you, Psychic and Punisher is a problem if you don't have a way to out it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, next we have Live Twin. Um, if it's pure Live Twin, Rogue. If it's Sprite Live Twin, Sprite I'd... Live Twin Runic. Yes. Oh, or that. So Sprite Live Twin, I would set at like top tier two, bottom of one point five. I would set Sprite Live Twin bottom of one, top of 1.5. Yeah. Uh, and then with the Runic Engine, about the same spot. So 1.5? Yeah. Exosister. So so Exosister is one of the sex that's very meta-reliant. And the upcoming meta, I don't think it's going to be good. I wholly agree with you. For fun? Yeah, for funsies. Um, but it's definitely a deck that if you already have built, hold on to it. Because there it could entirely become a time when another deck comes around that it just bodies right just any deck that relies heavily on its that relies almost exclusively on its graveyard and it, it just bodies that deck yeah for sure i think that exo sister like you said is a, is a deck that will just always float in and out of every format mm -hmm. um next we have kashtira oh that's that's tier one yeah, I, I think that this this deck right here is the exact reason that we need a ban list in the TCG because yeah. without one, Kashira will continue to dominate the new decks that are coming out, mm -hmm. and they've already hit all of its. They haven't hit all all of its like competition, but they've hit a lot of its competition already. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that the best decks of the current format will dominate the best decks of the next format. But I'm kind of assuming that we're going to get a ban list sometime between now and when the regional season really kicks off. Yeah. Um, now, assuming best case scenario for hits, I would still put this deck at tier one, but like bottom of tier one. Yeah. So next we have Manidium. Oh, Manidium. Uh, I'm going to put that at 1.5, mostly just because I know it's good, but I don't have enough brain cells to properly comprehend how the deck is supposed to function. So I haven't read any of the Mana Dome cards other than when we did our initial readings yeah. of them like six months it, ago. It's um, it's kind of a synchro spam that can then, during your opponent's turn, it'll tag out its synchro uh, into the, the fusion. A new synchro. Oh, okay. And that's the only way. And you can, There are multiple ways to make it, but that's the easiest way is to use the trap card to tag out into it. And then it puts out a negate, I think, or something like that. I'm going to be honest, As again, an eruption. yeah, I haven't inspected the Mana Diem cards because it is, to me, the thing that I'm least interested in out of the new set. Yeah, yeah, it it, it kind of seems like a, it's cool artwork, but it looks like a kind of boring synchro deck. Yeah. Next, we have Adventure. This is weird because, to me, this is almost putting Adventure in its own archetype. Which to me it's not, so I'm no, almost tempted to just put it in for fun because just adventure is not its own deck, and this yeah, is the field spell. So. Yeah, so, so pure adventure. Or just, is that right of Aramisir? That's right of Aramisir. Oh, okay. So like pure adventure doesn't really do a do a whole lot. Right. Adventure is isn't a deck; it's an engine that goes into other decks to make them to kind of give them more protection if they're like super heavy week to 
you know, to being hand trapped or whatever. Uh, and then it only, and even then, only works for the ones that don't need their normal summon. I think that Adventure also works as a really great supplementary engine in Link Climb or a Synchros Climb decks mm -hmm. because of the ability to put out threes and sevens and just have yeah. bodies. Well, it also depends on how you how your deck can utilize the threes and sevens. Not every Synchro deck is going to be able to properly utilize a three or a seven. Right, but you can even see the things that the deck can do within a Kashtira engine or yeah. within a punk engine. Like, oh, yeah. It, just, it's a great engine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just very easily, like, give you protection for your combo, and then later you can uh, synchro off your token when you don't need it anymore. Yeah. Or even sync off, synchro off the Griffin Rider again when you don't need it anymore. Right. So, also, the Kashtira deck has a really, 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 really cool way to go into the uh to get into your adventure engine Kashtira? yes how's that you summon two sevens you overlay for the um drago sack mm -hmm. you summon to two drago sack tokens uh-huh they're both level three you link them off into cherubini and send oh and then cherubini send and then yeah, at, that, at that point you're going three axes it's so cool and honestly isn't that deck isn't a uh, cashier already running drago sack yeah yeah, so it's a little you're sacrificing one slot for Cherubini, and that's it. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I am going to put it in for fun because this makes me feel like it's its own thing. Yeah. Next, we have Chaos. I think that's Rogue. I agree. I think that the Chaos deck has some cool things that it can do, some cool lines that it can take advantage of. Uh, particularly with the new cards. Mm-hmm. Because they're really good, but the issue is that I... It, the issue is that their engine that they utilize to get into those cards is really weak right now. Yeah. It's one hand trap, you're done. Right. Unfortunately. For now, unless someone comes up with some other weird new combo, uh, I don't. I just think they're rogue at best. Yeah. Dark World. For now, rogue. I'm tempted to make an argument for tier two here. Because oh, I, to me... Once Colorless I, comes out, though, I think it'll be tier two. I think that there's an argument, though, to be made that it is Tier 2 regardless. Yeah? Yeah, because the... Hold on. Okay, wait. Okay, there we go. Yeah. I think there's an argument to be made that it's Tier 2 regardless mm -hmm. because the deck is resilient. It's strong. Its only issue is exactly droll. Mm -hmm. Going first, it's crazy because it lets you hand rip for your opponent. Mm-hmm. Going second, it has pretty good board breaking capabilities through both the Danger Engine as well as the Dark World Engine itself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a very good deck. I just think that it dies really, really hard to droll. Yeah. Also, I think it hasn't been experimented with near as much as uh, other top decks. To be fair, I think everyone just kind of looked at it and went, oh, Danger Dark World. And just kind of haven't really expanded past Danger Dark World. Maybe. I think there is maybe a potentially slower version of this deck that's still very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, probably, probably like a more control variant where you're one for one in your opponent a lot, um, but then also utilizing uh, the Graph of Fusions effect, to where it just replaces one of their effects with a your opponent discards one card, right. utilizing that to great effect. Yeah. And multiple times. Oh, uh, we'll put it in Rogue though. Yeah. Uh, Drytron. Uh, Rogue. I, I would agree with that. I think Drytron is cool, but I, I will say they've gotten a lot 
Drytron players recently have gotten a, not recently, but like within the last six months, have gotten a lot more clever with their ritual monster choices. And using, yeah, and then using the the more power the on average more powerful ritual monsters because the ritual monsters normally ridiculously difficult to summon in the first place. They're like, let's give them really good effects, and utilizing that engine as a way to kind of. Yeah, buddy boy, if you have a Magician of Black Chaos Max, you've got a few dollars sitting there. So oh, yeah. pull well, those no, out of your bulk. Yeah, well, not only that, because then like, because then you can also tailor make your deck to counter whatever you're having issues with. If you're having issues with trap decks, you can run uh, the Odd Eyes Gravity Dragon to just bounce all their back row. Uh, if you're running. You know, if you're having issues with this, you can run this ritual monster. I can't think of any other op- any other like choices here. But like, you can run demise and just blow up the field uh, if you need to. Yeah, the point is that you have a lot of different options when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah, to your uh, rituals. Um, next we have the gold pride. Uh, I was staring at at the symbol, which is Captain Carey oh. in a full pirate outfit, and in my head I was just screaming "Plunder Patrol," but I was yeah. like, "Don't say Plunder Patrol. That's wrong. Don't say Plunder yeah. Patrol. That's wrong." Uh, honestly, with Rollerballer and Pinballer, and the um, was it Better Luck Next Time? Yeah, I'd put that at a uh, tier two. Yeah, yeah, I think that this is a very good spot. Sol- very solid deck. Yeah, I think that the Gold Pride got a lot of starters and extenders that the deck sorely needed, and this yeah. is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best second wave of support that we've seen for a TCG exclu- exclusive archetype in a very long time. Not only that, it also has like one of the best um, board... Br- not board breaker. They have one of the best ways to just out your opponent's entire board that I have ever seen in Pinballer into Rollerballer, because it non-targeting equips... Yeah, and that that is a very unique way of clearing fields. And then during the end phase, the fusion monster leaves the field, so then all the equips fall off, and they don't get. And so, like, if any of them have effects that activate when they're destroyed, they don't get it. Right. right. Um. If any of them have effects that activate when they're, uh, you know, like you know, if any of them can't be destroyed, they weren't destroyed. If any of them uh, can't be targeted, none of them were targeted. Just I mean, it outs a dragoon. Yeah, it outs dragoon. So, well. If if your opponent allows your pinballer's effect to go off, it doesn't just yeah. negate it with your game. All right, next we have Mathmech. Uh, one point five. Yeah, I think Mathmech is really good at one point five right here. I think it's um, Mathmech is one of those decks. It reminds me a lot of Tri Brigade, where it yeah. just it just always has legs, brother. It's always got legs. It, it, it's always like every single turn, if you play the deck right, you have plays you can make. Yeah. Also, I want to know why Sky Striker is on here, but Tri Brigade isn't. Tri Brigade's just as good as Sky Striker. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mathmech is a very good deck. It does the same thing every turn, but it can just keep getting there. Oh, yeah. No, no. It, even if your opponent stop, even if your opponent somehow turn ends you and you just pass, if they don't kill you on your on the backswing, you'll just start doing what you're doing before <laughs> again. I'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's an impressive board. Want to see me do it again? Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Sprite. Uh, tier one. Yeah, I would agree heavily here. Sprite is, without a doubt, still going to be one of, if not the best deck when you get into next format. Now, I I wonder how they're going to hit this deck on the ban list. I really do. Uh, I mean, I now think, they have to. Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made 
Like there's a real argument to be made for limiting Sprite Blue, limiting Jet, limiting Starter, mm-hmm. and banning Gigant. Like there's there's an argument yep. for all of those. But all, there's also a pretty good argument for them not doing any of those. Yeah, which is so, unfortunate. Yeah, because to me, the pure Sprite deck, Sprite Melfi or Sprite Nimble, Mm-hmm. Those to me are perfectly sound decks without a live twin package, without a runic package. Yeah, they they don't need them. I mean, Melfi Sprite won YCS London, I believe. Yeah, that deck is crazy, man. So, and the bigger issue that you run into a Sprite, in my opinion, is you have the you you run into the situation where Sprite becomes like a small engine in everything. Anything that has access to level twos. Yeah. Next, we have Dragon Link. Rogue. Rogue think... or for fun? Uh, for now, I think it... Mm. I think without LP, yeah, right? With, with Striker Dragon at one. Without Chaos Ruler. That deck has been hit so hard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it no really Chaos has. Chaos Ruler, no LP, Strikers at one. Yeah, let's just put it in for fun. But, like, top of for fun. Okay. It's like right. number. It's like the number one for fun deck. Yeah. Um, Marincess. All right, Rogue. Caleb. Take Rogue. a good hard look into your soul here, Rogue. Yeah. Um, it's a good deck, but I don't know. I think uh, I was gonna say it's okay. No, I don't think Marincess is as good as Labyrinth. Literally, it's normal summon, solemn judgment. If I don't, if uh, they don't have dive, pass. Yeah. Turn ended. So, this is a really interesting one. We have Rika. Ooh, 1.5. 1. 1.5? 1. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, here's my thing with Rika. Okay, so as far as its actual power ceiling, I'd say 1.5. But because of its lack of representation, yeah, is the reason why I don't think we see a whole lot of tops with it. What's really funny to me about Rika is... Basically, the only people playing this deck and doing well are the Disciples on the UK team. Which is hilarious. Which, listen, listen, total respect to the Disciples. I think they are a phenomenal team. Mm -hmm. I think that they are very successful. I think that they have extremely high-level players throughout that team. But, like, they are the champions of this deck. So, another another thing I have about not an opinion, but like a idea I have behind Rika is it's a very big brain deck that requires a lot of skill to pilot, but the people who have the skill to pilot the deck are like, I'd rather just play something else where I don't have to think near as hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I definitely it's, see what you mean there. I just... It's like you're playing It's like you're all playing a Southpaw uh, controller setup scheme. It's like, why would I do that? Okay, if I just... okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Did you really just say a Southpaw controller scheme? Yeah. What is that? Okay. So there are multiple different controller schemes, right? Sure. I forgot what they're actually called, but Southpaw is basically, from what I remember, uh, for Halo, was jump was put to X, melee was A, and your your, uh, up and down for looking was inverted. That's so funny because you, do you know what the origin of the term Southpaw is? No. It's a boxing term. Uh, that I think they call it Southpaw because they put the melee on X for whatever reason. So a Southpaw in boxing is someone 
So, you know, or, most boxers yeah. have like a typical stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And their stance would be like, if I'm not mistaken, it's left foot out front. Yeah. And your back foot is your right foot, right? And then you stand yeah, yeah, with yeah. kind of your left fist out front and your right fist a little further yeah, back. Yeah, so that way you can wind into your right punch. Right. Or maybe it's the other way, whatever. But a southpaw yeah. is backwards from that. Oh. So, so a southpaw would stand with their right foot out and punch oh, off their enough. left. Also, and it, um, it, it really, really—it's like a switch hitter in baseball. Yeah, it also, like really messes with the opposition. Yeah. Also, I knew a guy who played like the standard controller scheme for every single game, but he would invert the look. You know, so I've heard up, people doing that. So up but... is look down and back, and down is look up, and he's like, and I, "It's no lie. It's bad. It's awful." I'll tell you why. Why? That is someone who has played many flight simulators. I've played a bunch of flight simulators. No, 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 no. Like hundreds and oh, hundreds of hours. Fair. Because like a plane is like that. Well, yeah, because I also played a lot of Elite Dangerous with the flight stick. And Elite Dangerous is like that too. I I mean, I guess, but it, so, that's somebody with either a piloting background or, or somebody yeah, who just... But no, you know, but does no. a lot of flight simulator. That's what I thought at first too. I asked him. No, he's never played a flight simula- simulator in his life. He thinks they're boring. Oh well, I this mean, this dude was crazy. He was insane. I mean, I think it makes sense though, in, in theory. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, because like a lot of people play like who primarily play flight simulators and switch over to other games do do that. Okay, but I mean, do you know why it makes sense? Well, yeah, because in actual planes. Forward is down, back is up. Do you know up. why forward is down, back is up? Like, do you, uh, I think if that you, ha- if I take and put a joystick on your head and push it forward, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're gonna tilt your head forward, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I pull your head back, you're gonna look up, yeah, yeah. It's the same concept with a camera, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, still, yeah, this dude didn't play them and still inverted his look scheme. Some people are built different. I don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D... Well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So be sure to check out ETB Games. There's a link in the description down below. And now back to today's episode. All right. All right. Moving right back on into where the actual topic of discussion was here. So next we have Fluanderies. Minus Barrier Statue. Ugh. Rogue. Yeah, I also think that this deck is rogue. It's still good and still does things. It's got some interesting meta matchups, but it's not barrier statue locking anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to see exactly D barrier <laughs> against every deck except Kashira. I mean, not mm-hmm. D barrier, uh, D shifter. Yeah. You have to see D shifter against every deck except Kashira. Now, the Kashira matchup is very interesting. Well, the thing is, like, because Flu can still. Even without Shifter, can still kind of present some sort of threat, particularly particularly with uh, the trap card and being able to just normal summon the 
Ryza mon the Mega Mon Ryza the Mega Monarch yeah, yeah, during your yeah. opponent's turn to interrupt their board. I also think that Snowl and Pen is like a really, really particularly interesting mm -hmm. um setup into the cashier board but i mean impen by itself is a very solid card if your opponent doesn't just immediately out it yeah but snow has really been seeing a research a, a, like a yeah a uptick in play because that card is a lot better than people gave it credit for initially oh absolutely uh next we have makanko <laughs> tier zero based it's a very cool <laughs> deck uh in all seriousness I i'd say for now i would put it at tier two as someone who had all of the aspirations of playing this deck, who acquired most of the cards yeah. and got rid of them all this weekend, I think this deck is rogue. Me putting a tier two, though, comes at an asterisk. Yeah? It's tier two with a lot of its... with a lot of its possibilities being unexplored and undiscovered, basically, um, due to just people not... Just it being a very complicated deck because it's another one of those 60-card pile combo decks. I just think that it's bad, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's really <laughs> good, but it's just... Yeah, it's not any better than Marincess or Drytron. Fair. It's a ritual deck. That's fair. It, damn good ritual deck, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's not Drytron good. Next, we have Purely. Uh, tier 1. Yeah, I debate between tier 1 and 1.5 for this. The new support's just that good, bruv. Yeah, I, I do think that this will be one of the most represented decks going into the next format. So, I mean, it's just so good. Their new support so is, their new support reads custom made. It's bizarre. Yeah. Now, surely this is not me just now realizing that Super Heavy Samurai is not on this tier list. We'll put Super Heavy Samurai on the end. Yeah. So, next you have Sky Striker. Rogue. For fun. Rogue. Bottom for of Rogue, top of for fun. Yeah. Naturia. We're go I'm going to assume Naturia are runic and say tier 1.5. What's crazy is this is like the second best deck right now. Right now. It's just really hard to play. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fine at the top of 1.5 though. Yeah, it's very five-headed. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that the that the runic engine takes a hit, maybe fountain to one. Yeah. Uh, dinosaur. Uh, for now, rogue. Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those decks that. When, what about when all the new support comes out? Oh. I don't know where it's going, but it's going up. Yeah, it's like I don't know exactly what this deck's gonna be doing, but it's gonna be it's doing gonna something be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be doing something, something. Right now, it's rogue, but like I said, once we get all, once they get all the new support, I have no idea what the deck's gonna do because it's getting a lot of support in in a very short time span. I don't know. I'm gonna put this at the top of rogue, and nobody can stop me. Yeah, no. Right now, top of rogue. Because it's very like even like like let's say Konami was to make a yeah here's our tier list you're not you're not allowed to play anything you're not we're having like a one tournament where you're allowed to play anything in the rogue category and Dino's in there it's probably gonna win. Dino is so much fun. I I cannot stop myself from just from just summoning a giant dude and running over your entire field. I can't stop myself. Listen, listen, listen. I picked up that I picked up that deck. Um, at behest of you, 
Yeah. For like 50 bucks. Yeah. Best 50 bucks I've ever spent in this game. It was. It's so much fun. It's just it's so fun. I was very pilled on the deck. Hey. Big evolution pill, baby. Yeah. Uh, Sword Soul. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. This is a tier two deck for sure. Yeah. It's a good deck. It's really good. I, you know. And it'll get your goat. I really, really enjoy the new Sword Soul spell card. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's necessarily great. It may, you maybe can include it as a one of. Yeah. It kind of kills it for me that it doesn't get the if it's banished, it level modulates effect that the other Sword Soul spells have. Which is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Which almost, which makes it really not feel like a Sword Soul spell. Yeah, but it is it does have Sword Soul in the name, so it is searchable off of yeah. Chi Shao. And it is free removal and it recurs itself back to your hand if you want if you need something to discard for Long Yawn. Yeah. So that's cool. But you, you'd rather like great. You'd, you'd rather search long one or blackout most of the time yeah and even if i have long on and blackout in my hand already i would probably just rather search a an, an emergence and go get a uh and go get a a tangy. yeah so i don't know uh runic oh hmm by itself like pure runic uh rogue i think pure runic as a stun strategy is rogue but i i think the but thing as, to yeah. think of here is runic as an engine so similarly fair. to what we did with naturia and live twin that's that's fair like runic as an engine is easily a tier one engine yeah easily because like anything that you throw runic into is just going to be made better i would agree with that i think that runic it just has so much incidental synergy with basically anything. With Naturia, like we said, with Live Twin, with Sprite, you can just upcoming with Volcanics. Like, I mean, literally anything that doesn't require its extra monster zone and its field spell zone. Right. As long right. as as long as your deck doesn't care about either one of those zones, you're good. You're good, man. Either doesn't care about TMZ or does but like link climbs you and you can just use the runic monsters you pump out as right, link right material then like live twins like live twins exactly so next we have uh tier lament oh old tier zero friend now down to yo who are you good yeah yawn probably tier two don't do that it's contagious sorry but yeah probably like <laughs> tier two rogue um, the deck is still playable hilariously after being hit so hard. I'll put it in rogue. It's very hard for the deck to play right now because Arise Heart is a heck of a card. Yeah, Arise Heart pass. They just go, all right, cool, game two. Let's hope I open enough to stop your Arise Heart. But boy, oh boy, if you catch this deck at a regional and you are not prepared and they start their turn by using one of their uh, one of their three guys, like a Havness... And they use Havness, and they mill um, King of the Swamp, Agito, and another card. Oh, And then no. they use Agito, and they mill five more, and they hit another King of the Swamp. And then they hit a Kelbeck, and then they use Kelbeck, and they mill five more. Hitting the and third they hit King a the third King of the Swamp and a name. They are off to the races, buddy. Yeah. Let me tell you, because that happened to me. You're done for. Yeah. I got cooked that game. Yeah. Ethereum. 
So, Theron as an engine is very hit or miss. It's best in a plant deck. Because then you can use the Therian plant monster to grab King Regulus. And then... Uh, I don't remember how you do it, but then you can like summon the Regulus to equip the fair, to equip the plant one to it. Seal. Counterpoint. What if we use the Regulus as... As a machine. What if we use Regulus as the placeholder for Super Heavy Samurai since it's not on this list? Yeah, let's do and just that. just put it straight into Tier 1. To be, let's be honest. The only deck that's really going to be running Regulus uh, coming up is Super Heavy Samurai because it's the only machine deck. Yeah, it's just broken. Yeah. So, I think that Super Heavy Samurai is, I think is a great spot to talk about Super Heavy Samurai. Yeah. This is one of the best decks of the upcoming format. Easily. The, the new support... Because, like, they already had really powerful cards before, but the issue is that they didn't have any any way to get, get into them and utilize them properly. So, let me hear you out. Let me, hear me out here. Huh? Um, what if I could just go my whole turn, and then, like, at the end of my turn, mm -hmm. just pen summon spell canceler and Jinzo? Yeah, exactly. Hear me out here. What if I just didn't use a normal summon? Yeah. Or... What if the only thing that stopped my deck was Droll and Lockbird? Yeah. Nib? <laughs> Whatever. You, I f you would need some gas, but you can definitely play through Nib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, like, it's definitely a deck that can play through a uh, through a uh, quick effect board breaker and then just kind of shrug at it if they have enough gas in their hand, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, stuff like Nibiru. Um, but they get drolled. They just go, huh, that sucks. Pass. Yeah, Droll is the death sentence for that deck. Man, it's a good thing. Call by the Grave, is it? One. Oof. <laughs> oh, that deck can't play Call by the Grave. Oh, right. It's all monsters. It's all <laughs> monsters, buddy. Oh, yeah. That oh, deck cannot no. play Call by the Grave. It can't play Sekka's Light. Yeah. That deck can't play any of that, buddy. I mean, they can play Denko's Denko, but... Yeah, I mean, technically, yes. I mean, if they don't normal summon, they go their whole turn, and then just at the end of their turn, after Pendulum Summoning, Spell Canceler, and Jinzo, just normal summon Denko? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, normal summoning Denko it's is a awful. thing they can do. So awful. Um, Next deck to talk about is Treptrix. Same issue with Labyrinth. Where, uh, you know, Jinzo, being able to just summon a Jinzo is awful um but we're also at the very beginning of a new of a new format so as a trap deck it's just gonna be overall better but like i said it has the same it, it doesn't have as bad as big of an issue because they still utilize their monsters and can link climb and just kind of accidentally end on uh, like make access code uh, I think that's one of those, like, in theory things they can do, but they don't actually. Yeah, no, no, no. They don't. like, locking. Yeah, yeah. They don't attempt it. They, they could. Does the deck even run access code? No. Oh, okay. But, like, I've been, like, I've said there, I've, I've watched enough Trap Tricks players where I could, where I saw lines where they could have hilariously gone an access code if they had it. Yeah. They didn't. So. Tier still. Two? Oh, yeah. Tier two. Better than Labyrinth, but not by much. Next, we have Plunder Patrol. My gut is rogue, but then my brain is like, no, the deck's better than people give it credit for. My gut was for fun, so 
Yeah. The deck is better than people give it credit for. So... But it's also very five-headed, so let's put it under for fun. Okay. It's definitely one of those decks that if you... If you're not, if, if you don't pay attention, you will get cooked. Yeah. Well, overall, I think that this list is okay. So Yay, no tier zero. We put Cash Tier in tier one. Uh, at the current moment, we do not have a ban list, so I think that we just have to assume that it is what it is. Yeah. If there's a ban list, we'll I guess we'll like throw out a tweet or something with an update. Yeah. Uh, Sprite is tier one as of mm-hmm. now. Purely is tier one. Oh yeah, and Therian is tier one. Or well, well super, super heavy, heavy samurai. Yeah, super heavy samurai is tier one. Definitely. Um, we have Runic in tier one, but that's more because the engine as a whole is that tier one. Yeah. But it really goes with our tier one point five Naturia and Live Twin yeah. decks. Also in one point five, we have a Mathmech deck mm-hmm. and Manadium. Yeah. Again, that deck is severely unexplored as as far as I'm aware of. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody talking about it going into the next format. But it's got some gas. But I'm willing to put it in tier 1.5 because I don't know what it does. And I'd rather have it higher and people be like, that deck's too high. Than have it like in like tier 2 or Rogue and people like, you don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. It, so. it, it's better to it's better to err on the side of caution against decks and just assume they're better than people give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. And just take them as serious as a tier zero deck. Right. Uh, in the tier two category, we have a labyrinth and trap tricks are trap deck representatives. Yep. Punk as a combo representative. We have Gold Pride as a TCGR exclusive representative. Mm-hmm. Rika as a rivalry representative. Yep. And Sword Soul as our other rivalry representative. Uh, in Rogue, we have Dinosaur. We have Chaos. We have Dark World. We have Drytron. Marincess. Fluanderese. Makonko. I always, yeah. I, first I want to say Arabesque, and then I want to say Okime. It's Makonko. Yeah. And Tier Lament. And then in the For Fun category, we have Striker Dragon, which is Dragon Link. I, yeah. I, it's bad when I know the name of the card better than I know the archetype. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Exo Sister. Mm-hmm. We have the Adventure Engine, because I don't think that this should really be on here, so we just threw it in for fun. Like, the engine's yeah. very good, but we just left it here because it's not its own deck. Yeah. Uh, Sky Striker, because that deck dies to Spell Cancel and Anti-Spell Fragrance, which are going to be everywhere in the yep. next format because of Super Heavy Samurai. Yep. And Plunder Patrol, because while the deck is cool, it's very, very, very rogue. Even the... It's, it's not as good as most of these rogue decks, in my opinion. So... It's been power crept, even with the uh, the scout. Um, yeah. The, what's the name of the scout? Raven Eyes? Yeah, or... that's, yeah, Raven Eyes. That's it. Is it? Yeah, it sounds right. It doesn't sound right to me, but whatever. Even with the scout, even with the new support, even with everything they have, it still has one premier top in the last like two or three years. So fair. At the end of the day, I'm very comfortable with this tier list. Um, and I think that that is pretty much it for what we have this episode. I know it's a lot shorter than what we've been getting used to, but, uh, overall, I think that this is a good stopping point and a good time to, uh, 
a good time to reminisce a bit, maybe, on the... Uh, a good time to reminisce, maybe, on the 200th episode here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's been a wonderful journey. I've been very, very happy to be here. Uh, and hopefully, my goal is a 1,000 episodes. So, you know. Yeah. We only have eight more years, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we do about 100, roughly 100 episodes per year. Yeah, yeah. Give or take. Not including the Patreon episodes, which you can get by subscribing to the $5 yeah. and up Patreon tier. We do an extra episode every week. I'm talking about various topics, you know. So, but uh, thank you again, everybody, for the all the support and for listening. And until next time, have a great week, everyone. Hold on. We still got to read out the Patreon names. Oh, yeah. I literally have them pulled up. Yes. I, dude, I'm what tired. What are you doing? I know. I'm slacking. I know. So, with that said, a huge thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. Thank you to the same decaying organic matter as everything else. Fair. Cam Yang, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Cards, Goasia, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln, If All You Have is a Cosmic, Every Problem Looks Like a Floodgate, John Leal, Monstertron, Mountain Man, Omo Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Kawaiba, Silver Hope, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, Rogan Tier 2 are the polite terms for Bad Deck, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuya, Sympathy Silver Castle, Blackwing Silver in the Ascendant is the best Floodgate, Box Wine, come on and get your game on, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Dragon Maid Sunseed, I'm about to wreak a glimmer tree for Crossy's Plant Nuts in Your Mouth, Cam the Hockey Walkie slash Mixer, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Slaking It Up, and Valen Sojo Mama. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And again, have a great week, everyone. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.